0: Six Out Culture Podcast. Today I'm joined by Danny. Dan, what's going on? Not much, you, brother. I'm doing pretty good. It's been, I want to say, a quiet week, other than the Coppa Italia, of course. Um, at this time of the year, there isn't much to really talk about. You know, the Scudetto race is kind of between two teams now, and the Champions League race is done. We know who's going to be in the top four spots. Other than the rele- relegation battle, and then Coppa Italia, there isn't really too much to talk about. But uh, obviously, you know, we haven't seen yet. Final home game for Napoli coming up. And, uh, yeah, we do have some stuff to talk about. Obviously, uh move to the national team for Sensei from Feyenoord, Nord we can talk about. And, uh, yeah, there's some stuff to touch over, but not too much. It won't be a crazy uh, jam-packed episode. We were going to release an episode earlier in the week, but then we decided might as well just wait for the Copa. Because, you know, from last weekend, there wasn't too much to talk about, so I might as well just make one big one rather than two small ones. So uh, here we are. We'll start off with the Copa. Uh, Dan, what did you think about the final?
1: Yeah, it was a very entertaining game. Um, it started off with the goal. Uh, I believe it was Perisic. Uh, that, or, no, it was the penalty with uh, Charnoglu uh, opening up the Copa Italia. And uh, from that moment on, uh, sorry, Barello, What am I saying? Barella. It's been a few hectic few days with uh, everything. Barello opening no, up it's the score. a great goal. Yeah, very uh, great goal by Barello to open up the score. And then from that first half, it was, for me, I thought they were the way better side of the first half. But then Juve started off the second half very strong, uh, getting two quick goals in the span of two minutes, I believe, with uh, Danilo, or uh, Sandro, sorry, opening up uh, for Juve. And then Blaovic getting the goal in the 52nd minute and then from that moment on it was just like weird because Inter um Martinez draws a penalty from Benucci but from the replays of uh VAR um I'm very surprised that they called it uh, for me it was a little it was questionable like I can see why they gave it but in my opinion I don't think it was a uh, penalty at all uh but then in the, uh Sonogu stepped up ties the game up with the penalty and then in an extra time um Perisic scores a very beautiful goal uh, to give into the 3-2 lead and then uh Delit commits a uh, a clumsy challenge uh and Perisic steps up slots on the penalty to give into the 4-2 lead and then that's where it stands. so uh from a Napoli fan I just want to congratulate Inter on the winning the uh, Coppa Italia it's a very hard trophy to win uh I believe and people should respect it because I know a lot of fans uh, Pharrell Italy says, oh, I don't care if we win the Copa, but anytime uh, you can bring home silver in the season, it's a success. So um, congratulations to um, Inter for winning that. And it was just a very entertaining game. Uh, if you want, like coaches getting sent off, this was the game for you. Uh, where where for like sent off. Uh, there was goals. There was penalties. There was everything. Like it was getting heated uh, at some points in the match. And uh, it was a very entertaining match. And, uh, Give credit to Inter for a game to win. Um, even though they did get a one huge uh, questionable call, at the end of the day, can't go back and change it. We, you just have to move on. And uh, I know as a Juve, um, if you're a Juve fan, I know it sucks. that you, um, you could say you got screwed over by the referees, but at the end of the day, every team in Italy, at least one point throughout the season or throughout their lives, have been screwed over by referees. So you just have to take it you could complain that day off, but then once the day ends, you can move on and just uh, you have to focus on the the games coming up now.
0: Yeah, no, Dan. Well said. Uh, the game was entertaining. It was a great final. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Any final that goes to extra time has uh, six goals always be a, a fun one to watch. Uh, first half, I'd say Juve were the better side in my opinion. I thought they uh, really took it to Inter. As expected, you know, Kylian really wants to, you know, finish his legacy at Juve with a trophy, I'm sure. And uh, the players seem to have been playing for him. So the first half, I definitely favored to Juve. Second half, Tide's turned a bit. Uh, I feel like Inter got more control on the first penalty, which I think the one most people are talking about. I don't think it was a penalty either. Uh, The second one, I can see why it was given. But the first one, definitely, I, I wouldn't have called it myself. But, um it's definitely controversial, but, you know, Juventus have been on the right side of so many of those calls in the past. Uh, it's hard to feel bad for them. But uh, definitely it's frustrating, you know, when you're in the final for a trophy and something like that happens. It's never a good feeling if you're on the wrong side of it. So, uh, officiating this year, I think, has probably been the worst I've seen in my lifetime in Serie yeah. Even though we have video technology now, it's, I don't think I don't think it's VR, That's a problem with The people using it. Um, I'm not sure why has to be done. I'm, I think there's a, a record number of rookie referees, like first season officiating this year. There's a lot of mistakes. Um, that needs to be sorted out. I'm sure they'll take a look at that in the summer, but, uh, yeah, it must be frustrating for Iventini to, you know, like, give up a goal like that, but Inter seemed to take control in the uh, latter part of the match. And, uh, from there on, it didn't seem like you've had much left to give Inter such a solid team. Like when you have. Alexis Sanchez off the bench. You have Pedicic, who I think we'd all agree that when he went to Bayern, we're like, yeah, okay, his career's is done. So I come off the bench at mm-hmm. Bayern, rot on the bench and just do nothing. But he, you know, he's been one of the best players in the city out this year. If you really watch him closely, yeah. I know he's not like a, a quote unquote like sexy name or big name or someone like, oh, Pedicicic. Like if you're a Napoli, or Roma, or whatever fan you are and you're playing inter, you're really going to circle Pedicicic as someone you're scared of. but I don't know. I think uh, that narrative might change now because he's been incredible. A very good player for Inter. Obviously, when you have guys like Skriniar and Barella and Lattaro, all these guys, um, you're going to be a good team. And Inter seems to have the mentality that Conte installed into them, mixed with the play style of Inzaghi, which is a very scary team to go up against. Mm -hmm. And they've had some rocky, you know, rocky weeks from here to here, you know, time to time. Uh, that's why it's got the race in the favor right now, because they dropped off a little bit too much for a little bit too long. And enter just slipped away a little bit, but you know, they still win the squadetto, But oh, wow. What a, uh, turnaround for them. They played really well towards the end. Yeah. And I think See, it's hard to say they deserved wins because of that penalty, maybe if they don't get that penalty, things are different, but, um, the way they played towards the end, I think they do deserve the win. And, uh, yeah, it's a very entertaining game as a neutral. I really wish Franchette was on here because uh I'm sure you'd hear a lot more uh complaining than you know, we're doing. Obviously, it's not our team, so it's hard to um, have the same feeling about the game. But it's as a neutral. It's fun to watch, and I'm sure many of you enjoyed it. And hopefully next year the officiating gets sorted out because I think it's yeah. a very big problem. And congrats to Inter. They could do the triple here. It's a super cup by Italia, maybe Scudetto will see. It's not, uh, it's not over yet. I think Milan have Sassuolo on the final match day. I think. I, and Atalanta I think at the, Yeah,
1: Atalanta this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's not an easy, you know. I, I think I didn't can argue Sassuolo is more scared than Atalanta at this point. Like, easily the final match day, you want a nice and easy, you know, maybe like a Manette, yeah, or someone that's already relegated, so you have nothing to like. You know, a team like that, like you don't have to worry about them too much. But Atalanta, those guys, you're either going to get a terrible performance or yeah. uh, prime Barcelona. You're not getting nothing in, in the middle. So I think in the first 10 minutes of the game, you'll be able to tell what's going to happen. But uh a a pretty tough team as well. So I'm not saying uh, Milan locked up anything yet. They certainly haven't. And uh, Inter obviously yeah. still have to win, you know. So we'll see what happens with that. It would be pretty incredible if they yeah. get all the trophies. Uh, so Dan, what do you think about the prospect of Inter doing the the triple? Possibly? Yeah,
1: I think it's yeah, it's still possible. Um, and I think depending on this weekend's gonna be huge because I feel like if uh, Milan can pick up uh, points against Atalanta or maybe get the three points against Atalanta, I do believe the is over. Um, and I think say Milan do drop points against Atalanta and Inter capitalize on that, I do believe they could be in the driver's seat for the Scudetto race uh, just because of just the way they've done it before last year. And it's not... Um, they're still favorites for me. Um, if Depending on this weekend, because uh, if Inter can capitalize this weekend, they'll be in the driver's seat to win the Scudetto. and Quite possibly, it's possible to win the uh, Supercopa, depending on... I'm pretty sure now it might be Milan versus Inter in that Supercopa as well, Like depending, regardless of who wins Scudetto, because of the first and second place, and since Inter won the Copa, it automatically goes to second place, unless um, Milan wins Scudetto so, it's quite possible they can win Scudetto, or they can win the triple but um, and if they don't, I don't think it's a huge uh, failure of the season, because they still did win silver, and they do have a chance to win that Supercopa and they did battle throughout the whole year. It's just here and there, like they dropped points, like you said, ends. And they didn't; ha- they weren't as sharp as they were at the beginning of the year. They did drop off. They dropped crucial points, especially against uh, Bologna. That's a game that, if Inter really wanted to win the Scudetto, they shouldn't be dropping those points. But anything's possible, and it's going to be a very entertaining uh, final two rounds before the scudetto race to see what who's gonna be crowned champion at the end of the year. But I'm gonna go back to the quote Italia. Uh I'm gonna give Handonovich a little bit of credit because in the first half Juve were all over we were all over um, Inter now. Like with the chances they had a few good chances and Handolovich was there making big saves. And the one uh adjustment that I really liked from Inter was in the second half they saw Allegri dropping back, kind of playing more possessive after the uh they got the 2-1 lead, and Inter just kept their foot on the pedal, and they took it to Juve. Um, regardless of the questionable penalty, uh, later, throughout the later stages of the match, like you said, ends, they were all over um, Inter, and sorry, they were all over Juve, I should say, and they made took advantage of them. So, who knows, too, this win uh, for Inter, they can either be on a uh, they could be hungover, like a Copa Italia hungover, maybe drop points this weekend, or just win could motivate Inter and give them uh, the slight edge of and that and maybe this could be their scudetto push their final scudetto push like you know what we have two games left let's just go out play our game and they have to bank on Atalanta or Sassuolo uh uh doing their jobs and winning against Milan so it's going to be a very entertaining final two rounds and uh I'm quite
0: excited to see what what happens yeah, well, it's coming down to the, uh, you know, to the win-or-die mentality right now. You know, Milan know the pressure's on. They need to win, and uh, they're going to have a pack San Siro to cheer them on. And Inter, you know, it's, it's always a tough spot when you're close to winning Scudetto, but you also need to depend on another team losing, which is, you know, it's always annoying because you're playing, but also in the back of your head, you're thinking, oh, are they losing right now? I'm not sure if the games are on at the same time um i i think they should be i think that's just fair at this point you know when the two teams are clearly battling for it i think it's better that no team knows oh this team lost maybe i'll play harder now i think it's better to play at the same time it's also more fun like that but, yeah uh i
1: uh, thought see they they put milan and atalanta at 12 and then Inter
0: at 245 oh and Inter's gonna like that then because i don't know um I'm sure they're gonna play hard either way, but you know Milan do drop points, and Inter's you know, eyes are gonna light up and say, "Wow, we can really do this now." So, uh, yeah, I think Inter definitely has a favorable schedule. I don't think there's a debate about that. Milan have a very tough schedule, but Atalanta is also not the same Atalanta we've seen, but they could be. You know, they they switch that flip better than anybody else in the league, in my opinion. They can either turn into uh, a Serie B team or uh, prime Barca. So who knows what's going to happen. there? It's uh, yeah. it's always scary playing Gasparini's men. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, I, I know I picked them a long time ago. I'm still picking into the Scudetto. something's telling me they're going to win. I don't know what it is. I just can't picture Milan lifting the Scudetto for some reason. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the whole banter error they went through. I just uh, I can't picture of winning Escudetto but it's very possible two games left and it's in their hands so we'll see what happens um, I guess we'll take a look at Insigne now obviously then a big part of your club obviously Maradona is at the you know the ultimate high of highs in Napoli but Insigne has been there the last I'd say decade or so and he's been the go-to yeah, guy I believe 20, 20, 2011 2012 he's been there been at the yeah club. For the past decade, he's been the, he's been, maybe not the whole time he's been the guy, but he, he grew into that guy and he's uh, a boy from Napoli, you know, a dream to play for the club and then became captain and, and won a couple Copa Coppa Italia's and got to play with some legends like Hamshik for the club. Like a, he had a great run. And it's unfortunate the way it's ending, you know, all the abuse he's getting. Some fans love him, some fans hate him for leaving. Some are in the middle. It's very, it's very eerie. Um. Uh, my feeling is he will get a standing ovation. I think it would be a real shame if it's, like, mixed or yeah. if there's a majority of booze. I think it would be a real shame if that were to happen. I don't think it will. I'm sure fans will say, you know what, whatever, the money is getting offered is, like, something out of this world. You can't really turn that down At this point in your career, 30 years old, getting offered that much. It's kind of hard to say no to. And we know his problems with ADL and all that. So, And I think it's good for Napoli, too. I think it's time for a rebuild, I think. Now is the time to maybe not break them all apart, but it is time to look forward and maybe the senior era is done. And what better way, you know, let him get paid, let him make his money. And I'm sure he'll be back into club one day behind the scenes or some sort of way. I'll be working at Napoli. he will never completely be gone from the club. Just a couple of years now coming to Toronto, hopefully win the MLS cup and then, uh, go back to Napoli in some sort of way in a management role or something. It would be cool. But, uh, how how do you feel about it Dan, and how do you think it's going to go down do you think he's going to be loved or do you think he's going to get pulled or maybe mixed what do you feel i think for me
1: personally um i hope it's more of a standing ovation um uh, for me i i love d'incigno um i know i would always always be with him uh defending him no matter what and the strategy i'm kind of glad he joined toronto FC cuz now i get to see him uh, play in person for the first time in my life um, I hope, like again, I hope he gets a standing ovation. He's a club, he's a club legend. Um, he's done a lot of good things for us. He's done, he's been there for the worst, and he's been there for the changeovers uh, from when we went from we went from a Serie B team to arguably one of the best uh, teams in Italy, you can say. Um, and I hope. Uh, and, like, he's just been there through everything. He's one of our top goal scorers. He's put his blood, sweat, and tears for the badge. Um, you can question – some people can question his leadership skills um, and if he deserves to be captain. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about that. Uh, it doesn't matter now about the Scudetto. Um, I know fans were probably pissed off that he was leaving uh, because of where we were at the time. The, like the news was coming out where Napoli we were first place, we were battling for a Scudetto and um, ADL wasn't going to give him the money that he wanted and TFC did and the offers that ADL offered Insigne were kind of like a cheap shot towards him and I can see why Insigne says you know what, let me cash out on an MLS and then potentially retire and who knows what he wants to do after his MLS career is over, I don't know if he's going to come back to Italy or if he wants to uh, play uh in mls again or maybe just retire who knows i think he deserves a standing ovation and i will be very disappointed with the fans if i hear booing i hear cheering uh jeering against him. he deserves all the respect and all the love that he deserves and i feel like this is the perfect time for him to uh deserve that because he's gonna be leaving his final home game i know he's 50 50 are mad at him. They're treating him badly. At the end of the day, he did not leave Napoli for another Serie A team, another team in Europe. He's going to North America to play in, at Toronto, where there's a lot of Italians and a lot of Napoli fans here too, so it's not like he's leaving us and he's betraying us to join a better team. He's joining a team that's you can argue is in the league. You can argue it's not the greatest league, but He's going to cash out. He's going to play um, in a new league, in a new environment. And I just feel like he deserves all the respect that uh, the fans should give him. And I just don't think we should boo him because then again, it looks very bad on us that we're treating a club legend badly and not showing him the love uh, that he deserves because he's been here for his whole career. He's been here since 20 20- in the Napoli. Uh, he's more Napoli. First of all, uh, And he's been with us since 2010. And that's not a way you uh, can criticize someone for leaving and joining a team that has no relevance to Napoli. So for me, I'm going to be giving him a standing ovation from my home. And uh, I'm hoping the fans too at the Maradona give him a standing ovation and uh, just cheer his name and support him through uh, the final game and the final two games of his Napoli career.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, like I said, he should be cheered, and I don't see um, why you know there's so much hatred or like negativity around and, and It's because not because like he's be captain. That's why. Yeah, it's because he's why.
1: captain, and Napoli had a poor because uh, we lost to Scudetto and people want to again. That's the responsibility you get as a club captain, no matter what team uh, you can be. Cold, you can be playing from Real Madrid, Barcelona. Uh, PSG, Man City, Liverpool, whoever, all these top teams, any team, if you're the captain and, the cl- and shit's not going your way, you're going to be the first one that they're going to blame because you're the one that's supposed to get these guys right. You're supposed to be the leader in the locker room. And seeing your club captain leave mid-season when you're in the Scudetto uh, race, it doesn't sit well with a few people, and I can understand that why. But for me, it's... I go, you know what? He was playing poorly throughout... For, For majority of the season and then he started picking up recently once january hey you, you can see he's been playing a lot better he's been playing like the insignia i remember seeing him play uh last year and he's done a lot of good things for us even this season and throughout his whole career and i just think the the hate towards him it's just at this point now okay you know what how about you just put that differences that difference aside just support him the last two games. Like, put your difference aside. And then once he leaves, whatever. But the last two games, just show him the respect, show him the love that he deserves. Because he's a club legend at the end of the day. And he sweats. He bleeds, sweats. And he loves the badge. He loves the city. He loves the fans. He loves everything to do with Napoli. So, uh, I just don't see why people should be hating on him. And I feel like... We should just respect him for the last two games, show the love and respect that he deserves, and give him a send-off that uh, we really haven't gave anyone yet, uh, especially Habsik too. He hasn't gotten a proper send-off. Maggio got – I don't think he even got one either, and not even Calione. So give Vincenier the send-off that he deserves, and let's make up for – the mistakes of the send-offs that we haven't done yet with uh, other legends who have left the club.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like he respected his contract. He played until the end of it. It's not like he's leaving mid-contract. Um, I don't know the mid-season looks bad, but you know that's what happens when you're a free agent. You can start talking about the clubs. And like you said, Dan, he's not going to a rival. He's not going to a really European club. Um, he's never spoken badly about the team. He's always given it his all. Even if he's playing bad, he's still trying. You know, he loves the club. It, it's tough to see him get criticism even as a, as a Roma fan or should I support him, Said, yeah, it's sad. But, um, what can you really say? You know, he, he's not going to a rival and you respected his contract. He played until the end of it and we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's a shame you guys weren't able to get any money from him last summer with ABL. Maybe it would have been better if you left in the summer so he got something out of it, but it's also a beautiful story that he gets to play at the end of his contract and then. Uh, you know, walk out after, I'd say, a good season. I, I don't think Napoli's ever really as good after a Scudetto contender. I know you guys started off good, so it hurts yeah. more now because you had a really good chance. But if you look at the roster, they're not really built for a Scudetto quite yet. Maybe in a couple of years, I think so. You guys have some really good players. I uh, just got to tie it all together. But I don't know. I think a Champions League spot for Napoli's is a very good place to end. It just sucks that you guys had a chance to win it just a couple of weeks ago. You were in a pretty good position, so. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. I think Insignia's had a great career in Napoli, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of tears shed this weekend. You know, I went through a Totti, obviously not the same level, but similar, you know, someone that grew up a uh, fan of the club and then played for them and became captain. And I think Insignia and obviously 10 times better than Foot Enzy ever was. But as a leader, I can see the same thing. I think they both had the same issue there. Um, loved by the fans at the time when Foot Enzy was still, you know, at Roma. And then once he became captain, it just all kind of started going downhill. Yeah. He, because I don't believe a captain should be based on how long you've been at a club for or if you're born. It should be and, on characteristics and yeah. you know, like characteristics. And Forneci never had those characteristics. I don't think Insigne ever had those characteristics. And you know they got to offer the, you know they got to the captain's armband. You're not really going to say, oh no, I don't want it. Like you're going to say yes. You know you're going to try and take on those duties. But I think Koby Bali should have been captain. And to Roma, too, at the time, I don't think uh, Ferenczi should have ever been captain. I think that's what actually ruined him, and that's why he left. I think the pressure and the hate that the fans gave him for being a bad captain is really what pushed him out the door. I think the same thing happened with Insigne here. I kind of weighed on him, the pressure, and uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like <laughs> the little guys don't get as respect in the locker room. I got all messy been sure. captain for Barca, but I feel like Busquets always had a say, or uh, PK, and they always had other big leaders that they listened to. Messi wasn't the only one. And I feel like at Napoli, I didn't include Bali. Who else is there, really, that's been there a long time mm-hmm. at this point and really led the way? It's just him and Insigne, and Insigne is obviously and born Mer- in Napoli. And Mertens, so. too. That's and it. Mertens, those, are only, yeah. those are the only like
1: three guys that have been there for, you could say, since like 2014, 2015. Yeah, Maybe Goulom, but the guys... Can't put yeah, cap he's
0: uh hasn't played forever. Yeah. He's played four games in 30 years, so like it's tough. But yeah, I think him and Florenzi had the same thing. That's kind of what ended Florenzi, And I think I don't want to say it didn't end poorly for Insigne, but it also I think that was the beginning of the end in a way where just the pressure was too much and like the fans are passionate. I think in Firenze, uh Napoli, Roma, places like that where there's a lot of pressure on a team that's not. I'd say, I don't want to say, I'm not going to call Napoli and Roma a small club, but we're also not a top club, and a club like this, they have so much pressure on them, but they don't have the players to really achieve that success that the fans want them to, so ultimately what do you look at? It's the captain. You're always going to bring yeah. the captain, so it's always hard to be captain of a team like Roma or Napoli, or like I said, even Tina, you know, it may not be looked at as a big club, but their fans are very diehard in Firenze, and they put a lot of pressure on you. Look, just look at Vlaovic and Chiazza. Those guys are, uh, it's like they burned the city down for uh, leaving them. You know, they they hate them. So it's hard to leave fan bases like that. And uh, I think that's what kind of will happen if you see me in Firenze, But I'm sure the fans will give them the respect. I'd be shocked if, Yeah. I think there will be I'd some. I'd be
1: disappointed.
0: Yeah, I'd be disappointed too. I'm sure there will be some fans that are booing or not everyone's going to be happy, but. Hopefully the cheers are louder than the boos, and he gets the respect yeah. he deserves. Always so walking around the field at the end of the game. So even if yes. they, I just even if you
1: want to like whatever when he leaves, by all means you want to criticize him. At this point, uh, I just ignore it because for me, he deserves respect. Like and just give him the respect that he deserves. Like you just cheer him on. Like even if you know what I mean. Like make him feel like you love them because prior to him being captain. Insigne was one of the faces of Napoli. Everywhere you go, you would see an Insigne poster, Maradona and Hamshake, all these players that the fans like, the fan favorites all over. Now he's captain, big chip on the shoulder, and it's a big load to, uh, to hold. And you know what? He's leaving. He's leaving at the end of the year. This could be the last time you ever watch him play live you gotta like remember some fans this could be the last time they ever watch him play live like in person so to see him leave it's just i i hope not fans. they show the love and uh
0: respect that it deserves that's all i'm asking for yeah and time heals all wounds i guarantee you as years go on and maybe two three years after he leaves Every fan will love him. Like not even There won't be any hate for him. They're going to remember the good times. It's only right now because, you know, he just lost his Scudetto. Yeah. And like, it's still fresh in your heads. But in a couple of years, you guys will look back at the Coppa Italia wins and all that stuff. Nobody will look back at the Scudetto race at all. He choked or left No one's going to care in a couple of years. It's just right now because you're in the moment. But um, right now he might get some booze, but I'm sure in a couple of years everyone will love him. He'll come back. He'll get a standing ovation when he goes to watch games, when he's retired, all that stuff just in the moment, people are going to be, you know, just a, it's heated. You know, he had a good chance to win Scudetto and he didn't win. And you're going to look at the cap, and It's normal. But in a couple of years, it'll be all good. Uh, I'm sure it will be. Um, but, yeah, moving on from Insigne, another player. We're not going to get too into this because I think it's better we have for Cham for this topic. But uh, uh he'll be playing his last game for Juventus on Monday against Lazio. Uh, that's official. We don't know where he's going. I saw the Vancouver Whitecaps on him and all this stuff. We'll see where he goes. I'm sure it'll be the MLS. But uh yeah, Celini, what a player. He's one of those guys where if he's on your team you love him and if he's on your team you hate him. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> got the team for Italy, so I me and Dan got to experience loving him, like many of you have. But also in the said, yeah, you're playing against Juve, and you're a Napoli, Inter, Milan, whatever fan you are. And you have to deal with his antics and pulling your shirt and
1: I hate injuring a bigger player.
0: Yeah. He's
1: one guy like I I have a ton of respect for him. I love I love Ketlini. Like I I'll admit it right now. I love him. I know Absolutely I hate playing incredible. against him. I hate playing against him but I just love him as a player. It's like, okay, when I see him play when I see him play against Fiorentina, I don't mind watching him. But when he's playing against Napoli I want him like I want someone to like just slap him in the face. You know what I mean? Like but yeah, he's very I love Kerlini and it's gonna be it's gonna be weird not seeing him at the a Juve, like, even though, like, he hasn't played many games in the last few years because of injuries and stuff, it's going to be weird to see a Juve side without Carolini, um an Italian side without Cherlini you can say. It's yeah,
0: going to be weird. I think for Juve, it may be easier to digest because, you know, the last couple of years, he hasn't played too much, but for Italy, he's always been there the last couple of years still. He's always, no matter how hard he is for Juve or whatever, he's always played for Italy in the big games we needed him the last couple of years. So it's going to hurt not seeing him there. I don't know how the national team will replace him. There's nobody you can really replace him with right now, direct replacement. There's Bastoni, but they're not the same kind of player at all. Uh, Bastoni's more of a ball-playing center back. Bastoni's probably closer to Bonucci than he is to Chiellini. Um, yeah. A Chiellini type of defender, I don't know where we're going to get that from. Uh, only time
1: Hopefully will one can come up.
0: Hopefully someone can break out. There's Gianluca Mancini, but he's not even close to the Keilini type of center back. There's maybe Roger Ibanez, I think, would be a cool addition to Italy if he gets his paperwork done. Um, you know, brings speed that a lot of Italian center backs haven't had in the past. So I think Roger Ibanez would be a cool fit for Italy if we can get maybe a three-back one day and go back to that. I think that would be a cool uh, addition. But as of right now, there's no one that really can replace Kealini. And I'm sure we have time before the next World Cup, lots of time. Unfortunately, but, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully someone can emerge from now to the next World Cup. Yeah, certainly won't be easy to replace them. And we'll get deeper into this whole Killini talk. Um, you know, once we're chasin on pod, he's been really busy as of late. So, uh, we're hoping to have him on soon and he can, you know, give us thoughts, because obviously he's been a Juventus fan and he's watched every Killini game there is in the last, uh, recent memory. So. Um, we'll get more of his thoughts, and maybe we'll get a guest on too. We'll see um, how things work out. But yeah, there's not really much to touch on this podcast other than you know, Insigne, Kilini, Coppa Italia, Scudetto race, all that. Serie uh, B next promotion. week, <laughs> oh, Serie B promotion as well, yeah. Yeah, no, um, I'm just watching
1: battle. the. I put the playoff game on now between um, uh, Ascoli and uh, Benevento.
0: So. Yeah, but it was always fun to watch from the background while you're doing something. Check out the Serie B game. I saw a lot as a kid for, you know, those of you in Canada, I'm sure you remember, on Rye. Rye Yeah, Rye right, yeah, Italia. They used to have city of B games like 6 a.m. And I was a massive Dybala fan back in the day, so I'd watch every Paladmo game. I'd wake up at 6 a.m. with my dad and watch Paladmo And then, obviously, once you rent this, I'm, I love for Dybala died. He's a free agent. We'll see, you know, maybe uh, the young version of me, his dream of come true from the Rome. Nah, that's <laughs> not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. I'm just kidding. But it's probably going to go Inter, if I'm being honest. It's not those reports. and. In Marotta, But, yeah, uh, speaking of Dybala, uh, me and Dan like, discussed it before this pod, and next week there most likely will not be a pod just because what is there really to talk about? Unless, you know, um, maybe something happens with DiBala, we see where he's going, we get more clarity in that situation, or if Milan win the Scudetto this weekend, secure it and uh, talk about that big win, maybe we'll get a guest on uh, Milan then. And uh, we'll see what happens in a week, if something you know exciting happens that we can talk about but if not then our next episode will most likely be after the conference league final probably the day after we'll break down the game the steady ass season and then we'll make another pod about you know awards who we thought was the best player most disappointing team most surprising team all that stuff but i think that's our favorite pod um i don't know about you dan but that's i, I know my oh yeah i look
1: for i look forward to like these fun pods because it's like, you know what, we get to reflect on, like, the season, we get to reflect on, I like to see our different team of the seasons. Um, yeah, those like are also, We have, Like, yeah, those are the, those I are the think those parts. are the ones that we just, like, unwind, we, we feel like, relieved that we don't have to, like, we can just say what, we, like, we can talk about whatever, we don't have to, like, worry about, oh, we have to cover this, we have to cover that, we can just unwind yeah, exactly. and have fun with
0: it. Yeah, those are always the best parts. Even as a, as a kid, I'm sure everyone played FIFA and the team of the Seas and all that stuff, but giving out these awards are always fun. So uh, we're looking forward to that pod. That'll come. See, doing it with the conference league might be tough because it's a lot of talk to talk about. I'm sure the awards will probably take us an hour, maybe even more. They usually take us an hour and a half, the awards. So that might be uh, tough to squeeze in the conference league. So I might do a separate pod, conference league, maybe some transfer news that happens at Ibala by then it's two weeks time. So. We'll see, and then we'll do the awards probably the week after the conference again. So we have some time to, you know, think about our picks, think about team this season, and give you guys a better, you know, a better team and the more thought out. So uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this pod. If you want to go follow us on social media, it's at Six at couch on both Twitter and Instagram. And we'll be back possibly next week, if not in the week prior or after. My bad. Ciao. Ciao, guys.